0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast, folks. What is up? Welcome to the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys turning it in. We're going to talk about today. We're at the fourth quarter of 2020. A lot of you guys are thinking about business plans, modeling. What the fuck are you going to do next year? What's going to happen? Are you going to? What we're going to talk about is sort of that, but we're going to get out of the marketing side a little bit today because we're always talking about acquiring and attracting. Clients, different ways to build our personal brands and, and stand out. But what we don't do enough of, um, and I'll be honest on the show is too, is we should be talking more about investing ourselves. Like it's just mind-boggling to me that real estate agents are the ones who come across all the good deals on a daily basis across their desk, but yet they don't know how to monetize them in any other way than collect a check and a commission. And we're gonna talk about cash flow and Who we have on the show today, we'll just say that not too many people have lost $50 million in assets before and then have come back to make, I don't know how much he's worth today, but probably more than $50 million. (laughs) So uh, we have one of the best uh, real estate investors that is sought out all over the country. And he's going to share with us today, different investing type hacks, tips, and all of the above to walk us through why we should be looking at deals ourselves. Because... uh, you know, it, this goes hand in hand. I'm not saying stop selling houses or stop giving mortgages. What I am saying is that when you come across opportunities, all real estate agents going forward are going to need to have in their arsenal, their own iBuyer, their own investor offer in some way, shape or form to compete against iBuyer. So that's why you need to start learning this stuff. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Rod Cleef. How are you doing, sir? Good, brother. Thanks for having me on. Let's have some fun today. Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of intro? I'd love to hear your story. Sure. Um, tell sure, us who sure. you are, so in case our audience don't know who you are yet, and uh, let's oh, get right on into it. No, that sounds great.
1: Now let me let me. You know, I so I host a podcast as well. It's called Lifetime Cash Flow, and I'm blessed to say it's uh, uh, the largest commercial real estate podcast I think in the world. Now we're about to break 10 million downloads, and what I talk about on that show is multifamily real estate investing. But let me tell my story because it ties into why I did the podcast actually. So. I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my mother, Zvance, and my brother, Albert. I was actually born in the Netherlands, in Holland. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we struggled. I remember we expired food because that's all we could afford. I wore clothes from the Goodwill all the way through, you know, junior high school. Can I lie about my age and get a job at Burger King and buy my own clothes? And, you know, and and we struggled. But my mom, um, had an incredible work ethic. And she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000. Then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up in value that much. And I'm like, screw college. I'm getting into real estate. I'm gonna be rich in real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. You could do it back then in Colorado with education. They got smart. Now, you need some experience before you can actually be a broker. But I was a broker right when I turned 18. Then I was going to be rich in real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about a grand. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made well over $100,000. And so, and back in 1981, that was decent money. And so, what happened between year two and year three? What happened was I met a guy that taught me about the power of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and your psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the mechanical information. And so, fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term. I've owned multiple apartment complexes. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept you know, if you want to do the math on that, that's uh, $8,370 an hour, I believe on a 40 hour work week, which of course I did. And I got a head so fucking big, I could barely fit it through a door. Well, you know, when (laughs) that, when that, you know, I thought I was a real estate God, you know, when that happens, Mike, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a nice little smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost 50, 50 million bucks. And so, you know, one of the things that I talk about on my show and at my live events is, is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place, but then the mindset it took, which might have been a little harder to recover from losing everything, which I did. I thought I was set for life and I lost everything. And so, you know, if you want to drill down on that a little bit, I'm happy to do that. But I I, want to hammer a nail home on something you said uh, before you introduced me. And that is, guys, if you're in the real estate or mortgage business, for God's sakes, you are perfectly positioned to capitalize on building cash flowing assets And you're crazy not to because otherwise, every January 1st, you go back to work. And you, know, you may call yourself a business owner but you, frankly, you're self-employed in this in that business and 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 your your income relies on your activity. You buy enough cash flowing assets and I'm going to suggest you do multifamily because the reason I started my podcast is when everything was crashing, my multifamily did just fine. It was the 800 houses I had that pulled me down. And and I'm going to tell you, I was at a 30% loan to value. Now, since you've got a more educated audience, let me take a second and explain why I, I crashed and burned. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar. But the reason I I did was I had 800 houses two hours north of me, two hours south of me, and everywhere in between. And so, you know, it just logistically was not logistically feasible to manage them like that. Because, you know, for example, if I sent, and I had some apartment complexes here as well in Florida, this is along the Gulf Coast of Florida. So, a couple, several things were happening. One was Florida has no state income tax, so the property taxes are much higher. I had properties in wind and flood zones. In fact, we just had a hurricane hit yesterday. Uh, my <laughs> my dock got damaged. But I had properties in wind and flood zones. Higher insurance impacts, these things both impact cash flow. But what really hurt me was if I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, you know, everything's the same. The plumbing parts, the same locks, HVAC appliances, all the same. So, you can stockpile parts. So, I can send a maintenance guy in, in and out in an hour, he's done, you know, because the parts are there. If I just send someone one of my houses an hour away or further, you know, that's two hours round trip. They'd have to go see what was wrong. Every house is different. Then they'd have to go find a Home Depot or Lowe's and buy parts. And I don't know about you, Mike, but if every time I fix something, I, it's not one trip to Home Depot or Lowe's. Sure, as shit, I got to go back and get something else. And, you know, same thing with maintenance, guys. You dig in, you see you need more. And what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 houses. And these 800 houses were C-class, so a lot more maintenance than normal. So that, that killed the cash flow. But then the coup de grace, as it were, is most of my residents were, were contractors. They were plumbers, electricians, painters, drywallers, roofers, which fell off a freaking cliff in 08 yeah. and 09. And so, you know, and, and, and that's why I, uh, I crashed and burned. It was very, very painful because I thought I was set for life. But luckily- you know, I, I I I knew what it is that I wanted. I knew why I wanted it and I pivoted and I came back and, and you know, we bought 1,500 doors in the last 18 months with our students. We've got another 250 under contract and, you know, life is fantastic but it sucked at the time.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let's start with yeah. mindset because this is a good sure. segment right here. Okay here's what I believe in the real estate industry let's just talk about real estate agents like most of you guys are not you call yourself rod said something you call yourself a business owner most of you aren't you're a bunch of salespeople chasing your next check and you have to look at this business as a business owner because rod's right like what happens and i've seen three cycles so short sale days when you went to 2008 is when i went up so i was i got into the short sale and no mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, great time if i'd right been hiding under s- a rock if i'd been hiding under a rock i would have killed it in 9 10 and 11 in oh. fact a lot of the a lot of the
0: guests that i have on my show that have thousands of units that's when they started 9 10 and 11 so yeah, yeah. i see I, where i messed up was my ignorance and not holding because and, and you mentioned something else that's really important and this is a big problem i think that's in the industry and it's ego Like all of us, like I remember I was buying, uh, we were doing 20, 35 closings a month on short sales. My ego grew so big that I couldn't even, I got in my own way and I wasn't watching. I wasn't running the business and yeah, I crashed and burned too. And I lost everything when the short sale market went away. Same story. It's very similar, but let's get into the mindset because I want to talk to us about business owners because a lot of people here will look at. I need money now. I need money yeah. now. I need now, now, now. People don't have the patience, I think, to wait two or three years to quote unquote build wealth, right? So how well, do we approach that? Yeah. And let's walk through that because I want you to yeah, motivate yeah. That, that's everyone. That's one why. dynamic.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's one dynamic for sure. And guys, I'm not telling you to stop being a broker to do this. In fact, I have people ask me all the time, should I quit my job and do multifamily full time? And I'm like, hell no, because then you're operating in fear and fear paralyzes. So let me let me walk you through a process that I take the first hour and a half my live events. I used to do live events. I was scheduled to have 800 people in Orlando in May, and we all know what happened with that. So, I had to innovate. I had to pivot. In fact, I do live stream events now, and I had 900 in May instead of 800, and it was the largest event ever. But, you know, if you go to the website that that I do it on, you can see me with my phone shooting the video because we literally had to throw a website up in two days. But the reason I bring that up is, is maybe you're in that position right now. You're listening. Maybe you need to innovate and pivot and reinvent yourself and think about how you get through the crap, you know, that's happening happening for some people right now. So, you know, keep that in mind. And if you're listening to Mike, you're a leader and the world needs leaders right now, okay? And and it's time to step up. You may just be leading your family. You may lead other people. You you know, you may be an inspiration to other brokers in your office or agents in your office. And so, what I want to tell you now is, is focus is so freaking critical What because what you focus on is your life. What you focus on grows, both positive or negative. If you get sucked into CNN or, you know, some of this bullshit news out there, that's going to grow and that fear is going to grow and the news is not there to inform us. It's there to scare the heck out of us or Startle us. So pay attention to what you're focusing on. Stand guard at the door to your mind. On my podcast, I do an episode every week called "Own Your Power," and it's just motivational. So even if you're not interested in multifamily real estate, you'll get a lot of value from it. Uh, and it's just five minutes of motivation on you know on your way to work. So what I do at my live events, the first thing we do is a goal setting workshop. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a high level, real fast on it, Mike. So we don't take too much time. But if you're listening and you can take notes, please do because I think you'll really get a lot of value from this. This is not just doing you know, some New Year's resolutions that you forget about by February. So, what you want to do is you want to pick a time when you have a lot of energy, okay? So, don't do it after a meal. Make sure you're well hydrated and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. All the stuff. There's nothing wrong with stuff. Write down the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the jewelry, you know, whatever it is that you want, write it down and don't limit yourself. Okay, if you want a yacht, a private island, a jet, write it down because there is nothing you can't do, be, or have, but you got to make a decision that you want it. So write down everything. And then write down how much money you want cash flow from these real estate investments that you're going to invest in. You're going to get smart and do that now. Write down how much cash flow cash you're going to have in the bank in, say, three years and in 10 years. How much cash flow you're going to have in three years and 10 years. So write everything down you can think of. It's not just the stuff for next year. It's the stuff you want your entire life. Everything big, small, write it all down. Once you can't think, of, and by the way, if you're analytical, don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing. You can always scratch it out later. <laughs> Once you can't think of another thing, I want you to also write down what you plan to do with this lifetime. Where are you going to visit? You know, what skills are you going to learn? If it's multifamily investing, for God's sakes, come see me. But, but you know, whatever it is, write it down. Write a book, maybe. Places you're going to travel, everything you're going to do. Maybe you want to climb every mountain over 14,000 feet. I've got a friend that did that or jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that about eight months ago. I'll never freaking do it again but it's off the list. Write down also everything you want to learn. You know, maybe you want to uh, learn a skill like I said, multifamily, whatever it is, write it down. But lastly, write down who you want to help. We will always do more for others than we'll do for ourselves and you want to use this, okay? So, maybe you want to help your family. I bought my parents a house when my dad was alive here in Florida. I bought him a car, took him on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Write that down. Maybe you want to help elderly children, the environment. The world, whatever it is. All right. So, once you can't think of another thing, I want you to put a number by each goal as to how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. And just guess, don't overthink this. Just put a 1, a 3, a 5, a 10, even a 20 recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 5, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example. When I was 18, I lived in Denver but I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. So, you know, I would visualize the palm trees and the surf and the sand and the the waves and all that and 20 years later, I built this $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. I own the beach on one side and my boathouses on the backside, which was unthinkable when I was 18. So again, take the lid off your brain, write it. I don't care what it is, you write it down. Because what that does is it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's that subconscious filter that subconsciously, you're not conscious of this, it points you in the direction it thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example is when you first buy a car. You never really noticed them before you bought it and then you see them everywhere after you bought it. Were they there before? Of course they were. That's your reticular activating system and it's the same thing with your goals. So you've got a time limit on each goal. Next, just a couple more steps. I want you to pick your number one goal. I mean that goal when you get it, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. That goal that you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Put that on a separate sheet of paper. Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. So you've got four goals. Leave room in between them. Now, at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% of the people on the planet, okay? But, but there's a couple more quick steps. I want you to write down why each one of those goals is an absolute freaking must to achieve. You have to achieve it. And you're going to say things like, and use emotionally charged words when you're writing your description. Words are very powerful. You want to use them. Amazing, incredible, beautiful. So I can show my kids what, an, what amazing success looks like. So I can show my wife or husband what it means to live a life of success and freedom. So we can have the freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever it is for you, whatever's going to juice you, write it down. Once you've got a positive reason why there's one more tiny step here, I want you to put some pain in there if you don't achieve it and make it freaking painful if you don't achieve the goal so I don't feel like a failure, so I don't fail my kids, so I don't fail my wife, so I don't have a life of regret. And why? Because again, as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure and you want to use this. This is the fuel. This is the fuel to get you to get uncomfortable, to push through fear, to push through limiting beliefs. You know, the comfort zone's a warm place but nothing freaking grows there, right? So, you've got to push through it. And so, positive and negative reasons why, you know, there was this nurse in Australia, Mike, a hospice nurse. And so, she helped patients at the end of their lives and she asked him a question. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And the question was Do you have any regrets? She wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I was capable of. And I say, screw that. So this is what prevents that from happening. So you've got your positive negative reasons why the last thing is you must get pictures of what you want. Go on Google, search the things you want. They don't have to be exactly what it looks like but when you see the picture, you're like, "Mm, that feels good. I like that. That moves me. Download them, go to CVS Walgreens, blow them up, put them around you. I'll give you some public examples of this, of this manifesting goals that you can Google and research. One is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks. And he used to go sit up by the Hollywood sign and he would look at it, visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for dumb and dumber. You can Google it, uh, Jim Carrey check. Another one, more recent, Demi Lovato. When she was unheard of, posted on social, she made a declaration. That's another real powerful move. She posted on social media, I'm going to sing in the Super Bowl one day. Go watch the last Super Bowl, see who sang the national anthem. I'll give you some personal examples for me. When I was 18, I was going to be rich selling other people houses. I bought this bone ugly Ford four-door Granada. I figured I had to have this four-door car. I mean, piece crap, bench seat in the front, just ugly. But I worked with a guy that had a couple of Corvettes and he let me drive one. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I got a picture out of a magazine. This is before anyone ever thought of internet. And I got a picture out of a magazine and I taped it to the visor of this bone ugly granada. So every time I sat in the car, it was right there in front of me. Within a year, I had a beautiful Corvette. And I'll give you a couple more examples, but please know this is not me bragging. I'm hoping to inspire you as to the power of how you man. This is how I had 50 million to lose and, and got back to what I'm blessed to enjoy today by doing what I'm describing here, guys. So please. Don't poo-poo this. This is this is not woo-woo shit. This is real. So this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. I had this Corvette, and the actor's name was Tom Selleck, and he was uh, he was a detective, I think, and he drove this mm. red Ferrari 308. And I that was the first time I'd seen an exotic car. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking amazing. So I got a picture of that actual car. I put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, out a Maserati look just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini, okay? I had the pictures of the Lamborghini Countach with the doors coming up and, and in my bedroom growing up and stuff. And what's interesting is my son collected models of cars and of exotic cars and he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I, that I got and wrecked ultimately. But guys, get the pictures of you. In fact, let me show you something.
0: Let me ask you a question on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, are you sure. are you saying that by visually stimulating like your brain upon your goals in the form yes. of pictures is yes. what like sort of subconsciously gets you? Yeah. To take well, that's action. part of
1: it. That's part of it. But let me give you the rest of it, and I, I'm glad you asked because that's really important. In fact, it's going to tie into what I'm going to show you right now. So for those of you that are on iTunes, you're not going to see this, but I've got in my hand, I've got my planner. I use a planner. I'm a dinosaur. It's a paper planner. It used to be a date timer. Now it's it's, a, it's a paper Tubby. planner, guys. I can. Verify it is a paper this. planner. Well, in the back of this thing are pictures that I've had for 20 years. And this ties into your question, Mike. So, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, okay? They've been in here 20 years. These are pictures of my kids when they were young, okay? Here's why this is important. Everything starts from a place of gratitude. So, when you're looking at these pictures, you look at them with gratitude as as these things as if you already have them. And I'll I'll elaborate on that in just a second. But So, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures of my kids. Then there's pictures of the things that I wanted. This top picture, you can't really see it. It looks just like that house I built on the beach. I had 10-foot high glass like that, butt together, travertine floors. I mean, it's uncanny. This is before I built it. Now, you want to see something really cool, Mike. These bottom pictures, I don't know if you can see the white walls in those pictures. Okay, this picture, I lost that house on the beach, okay? You know, and all the craziness, I lost it. Well, I now live in a compound. I've got six buildings Uh, giant main house, two-bedroom guest house on the water. I've got an exercise facility. I'm building a video studio in one of the other buildings literally today. And this is it behind me. See, Look at the wall behind me. Yeah. Is that freaking nuts? That's where right. I live now. And this, this is pictures from 20 years ago. Then you've I've had got, that this, same,
0: like you've kept these pictures your entire Yes, trip.
1: They've been in the back of my planner for 20 years. I'm, I'm, this, this, these, are, these are 20-year-old pictures that I put in plastic. And I've got other shit like watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, which I, this stupid shit I thought was important. The Lamborghini before I ever got it the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this shit that I got because I had pictures, okay? So guys, get pictures of what you want. Trust me, it freaking works. I mean, I could show you vision boards behind my green screen here because what I do, you ask me, you know, the process. Most mornings, I will sit in the recliner behind me here. You can see it, the black recliner back there and I I will sit and I'll just do gratitude for two minutes. I'll be grateful for my amazing, beautiful wife, my kids, my foundation, my coaching students, I'll just do gratitude, but then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. Gratitude's the key piece here. Sometimes I'll get emotional thinking about things that I don't even have yet. Okay. That's the power of this. And guys, I know I'm I'm losing, I lost a few more of the analytical ones, but I'm telling you, big mistake because this works. Okay. So you, you do it with gratitude. And then the last thing I do, it's like a morning ritual. Sometimes I'll just do it laying in bed, but then I'll just decide it's gonna be an amazing day. And it almost always is. So, anyway, I'll was, get off my soapbox. What's uh,
0: what's amazing and with a lot of this stuff, and regardless of what. Topic we're talking about, whether it's real estate investing or it's marketing or it's this or it's that. Anyone that you ever see speaking really has the same thing in common. And a lot of it starts with like mindset. I mean, that's it's, all mindset, well, it's buddy. All. It's
1: eighty to eighty to ninety percent of it is mindset. It's never the vehicle. If it was just the knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. You gotta True. do, you gotta you gotta push through the fear. Like I said, you gotta get uncomfortable if you really want this. If you're listening to Mike here, you you want it. I know you do, but you 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 just Got to go do it now. If it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend a couple days with me. I do two-day live streams several times a year, and I charge super early bird pricing, is like ninety-seven dollars, and I don't sell anything at these events. It's sixteen to eighteen hours of training. So if you want to see me, text Rod Live to four one four one one. Rod Live to four one four one one, and come spend a couple days with me. I promise you'd be glad you did. If you're interested in multifamily at all, but, but oh. those of you listening, you're in the freaking business. Don't squander this incredible, you have a foundation that most people don't have that get into this business because you understand so much of it and you have, you're in the catbird seat to take advantage of it. Like, you know, you're going to see the deals before anyone else. A lot of this is done through broker relationships. You've already got the broker relationships. So, don't squander the opportunity you have to build cash flow for yourself. Life is about cash flow. With, with When you own a rental property, all you got to do is make it to the first of the month. So... I'll get off That's, my soapbox.
0: <laughs> no, I love <laughs> it. Well, so guys, basically, yes, you could take down multifamily properties, even if you have no money, right? Yeah, so let's, let's get into too. it. You mentioned some at the beginning here too, that you realized, let's, let's segment into the investment side. Sure. You mentioned some, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but multifamily versus individual residential houses. And I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but what he basically told us is that it's a lot smarter. Multifamily is cost less maintenance.
1: Not just maintenance. It's, easy. It's, logistic. it's logistically easier. It's the same amount of work to buy a 10 unit as it is to buy a single family. Much safer. It survives a contraction. It's, it's better on all fronts. And guys, I, I can speak from credibility. I've owned 2,000 houses that I've rented long term. 500 in Denver, 200 in Memphis, 1,300 in Florida that I rented long term. And I'm telling you, I would never buy another house again for investment. I'm a little slow. It took me a while to get the memo.
0: But, but, wow. you, but you know, is it buy because a flex. Is it because, well, I just, my ego, though, tells me I can get 10 houses or one multifamily. Is that part of it here? Well, well, I'm telling you, you will scale
1: much faster, much safer in multifamily, and and you won't be killing yourself. Much easier to manage.
0: So, how do we start?
1: how do you start? Well, you've got to educate yourself. This is not a plug for me. If you don't come see me, fine, go see somebody else, but get educated. Don't dabble. Dabblers get their butts kicked. You Dabblers get crushed. So, educate yourself, but you got to take action too. Don't get caught in analysis paralysis. You don't have to know everybody in the business and know everything in the business. You just have to see that. You just have to take that first step. Like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the the, the next step will be revealed. And, And Lao Tzu, thousands of years, ago said the journey yeah. of a thousand miles begins with a single step you've got to take that step but the point is you know and 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 when you do action mitigates fear action it's counterintuitive, but you've got to take that action. And so, educate yourself. Like I said, come spend two days with me. I promise you'll be glad you did. You know, um, I've got the largest multifamily Facebook group in the world with 36,000 people in it. Go to multifamilycommunity.com. It's a direct link. And get around people that are doing this. So, you can talk shop. Go to your local RIA meeting if they talk multifamily. I know there's one. I've got got students, warriors, I call them. And I've got some in San Diego. I've got some in LA. I've got the, the whole state of California is covered with them and they're all over the country here but go to those meetups for multifamily. Talk shop, immerse yourself in this, learn it but don't get caught in analysis paralysis. You well know, let's get into uh, that because okay. what's the number one
0: reason why people that are in the industry don't actually go to step 2 one's mindset okay sure. but well, two that, is what's that's, the that's first the, that's obstacle that's the biggest
1: one that's the biggest one but the obstacle is just is just recognizing you don't have to know it all a lot of the people in in a lot of my students are very analytical and the hardest thing we 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 have to do is convince them that they need help they need our coaching or you know our events because you know they've got to check off every single box you do not have to check off every single box some of this you're going to learn as you go and that's okay you know it's like it's like driving across the united states you may not you may not have done it before but you know other people have and and even doing it at night you can see 50 feet in front of you and you'll make it the whole way it's the same way with your goals regardless of what you're going to do be it multifamily or any other vehicle and that's the vehicle and the vehicle is important you need the technical knowledge but i'm going to tell you this other stuff i just talked about it's 80 to 90% of it. You have to take action with what you learn, period. Will you make mistakes? Sure. So, you want to make sure that you've got someone that knows what they're doing looking over your shoulder and there are lots of them out there. I'm one of them for sure. But the beautiful thing about the multifamily business specifically is that it's a team sport. You don't do it by yourself. You you just don't. You won't get very far. It's very unusual for someone to get far on their own. And and that's can what makes define, it Can so you exciting.
0: define that a little bit? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Room? And that's what makes it so exciting because there's lots of ways you can get into this business business. But with multifamily real estate, the lenders will look at the asset, the property versus, it's, and, and they'll look at the team. They don't look at the individual members so much as they look at the property's ability to service the debt and they look at the team. And so, you know, you have to satisfy some requirements to get the debt. You have to have a net worth, you have to have liquidity requirements, but they're looking at the team. Okay, they're not looking at you individually and they look at experience. If you find someone like a sponsor or, or or a high net worth individual that's interested in doing this with you, that's you you can put the deal together without any of your own money. I bought tens of millions of dollars worth of property in my 20s, 50-50 in joint ventures with partners. You can do a joint venture, you can syndicate, raise money through syndication. And and we teach you all that at my events. But the but the point is the beautiful thing about the the commercial multifamily business is residential commercial. Residential would be two, three, four units. Commercial is five units and higher. The beautiful thing about commercial multifamily, again, is the fact that it's a team sport. And so, you know, the the components of the team are as follows. And some of the best teams I've ever seen are an analytical person with an outgoing person, you need the analysis. You need to be able to, you know, run the numbers on a deal and 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 analyze it and have a good due diligence checklist. But you also need someone to build those relationships with brokers to build the relationships with uh, with in potential investors to invest in your deal. And if you're, you know, if you're if you're a broker, then you've already got the communication piece down. If you're a, you know, if you're a, a mortgage broker, then you've probably got the analytical piece down as well. So you're you've got both components. But I'm going to tell you that some of the best I interviewed three kids on my show kids. They're in their 20s. I'm 60 so I call them kids but three kids in in their 20s that had, I don't know, somewhere between 70 and 100 million dollars worth of real estate between them and every one of them was a partnership of an analytical person with an outgoing person. It's a very common dynamic but the pieces that you need in this multi-family business for your team are you need someone to find the deals, you need someone to build the relationships with brokers and or investors. You need someone to do the asset management after you buy it, which is really kind of project management based. If you're going to fix up the property and, and pay attention to who's, you know, manage your third party property management company you might hire to manage it, you still have to asset manage it, and manage them. So that's a piece. And then, of course, you need to have the financial wherewithal. You bring in a high net worth individual that's got the net worth and the liquidity. Um, and you can have them put up what's called the at-risk capital, which is the earnest money and the the upfront cost to get the loan, which, you know, they'll get back from the deal. Um, so, so again, it's a team sport. I, I'm throwing a lot at you guys. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get as much as I can in here as I can, but come spend two days with me. For God's sakes, it's $97 and I'm not selling you anything there. You'll-, you'll, you'll it's drinking through a fire hose. I will tell you that. It's absolutely drinking through a fire hose. But if you're serious about building an annuity and a nest egg for yourselves, you'll be so glad you came.
0: I'm signing up for it. I'm gonna take All it. Right. Um, right. I'm gonna take Wonderful. it. Well, Wonderful. one of the things that I want to get back into personally is yeah, like the cash flow side. Like you guys, your job Everything. is a grind. Like working's a grind, dude. Like we wake up every day and we go to work. <laughs> That's what pays bills today, but it's nice to have the idea. Well, you can and the do both. Of, of you can do flow. both. One hundred percent. Yeah, don't
1: tell me you can't do both. By God, so, well, I mean I know what, you
0: can. Here's what I'm getting out of this. I'm getting that multifamily is a business, and if you guys notice, we didn't even have to get into the details of the business because what Rod is saying is that ninety percent of the business is up here. Yeah, it's in your mindset. mind because yeah. rest is just process. So let's just compare this to like a franchise, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's mm-hmm. has a franchise, or Subway, or one of these successful franchises. Hey, come there's to a, my
1: boot camp. It's like a business a franchise. Model, right? It's the same thing. It's a business, it's a business model. model. That's it. That's well, it. I think. I think
0: that. Well, I think that's the when people look at it, and if you like, just seeing it and hearing you say it in this way, I have a different perception of now real estate investing than. I did prior because yeah, people good. are looking. I think. I think the biggest hesitation a lot of people have is the process and the the ins and. Well, the it's outs. not hesitation. It it's, fear. it's fear. It's oh, fear. It's fear.
1: fear. It's, it's, it's fear of the unknown. They don't know it. You know, and 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 they just don't know it. And that and that's that's common. And how do you push through fear? You take action, and it mitigates the fear. And so. Yeah. And, and uh, my website's got a bunch of free resources. Go to Real Estate with Rod if you're, you know, if you remember that, Real Estate with Rod. It's got all sorts of videos and books and articles and things that, that'll help. But, my podcast will really help a lot as well and i do an episode every week with with experts in fact i just did a huge one i had i had uh, four guys that have done 200,000 units between them I call, it was my 500th episode and i called it titans of multifamily literally yeah, right. it's going live monday but even if it's not real estate if you, you know you guys that are brokers even if it's not rich, I'm crazy in my opinion if it's not real estate but even if you go start a business you know, I would encourage you to do something that's in your wheelhouse that relates to real estate, be it appraisals or finance or or you know contracting or whatever. Um, just to me, that's common sense. but it really is primarily mindset. And, oh, wait, let me share one other thing about goals before I forget.'m i Glad I remembered this. So I built that house on the beach. you know I, I, I talked about, I mean, this place was magnificent, okay, eight million dollar home, three stories. I, I mean, there was a waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get in the pool. I mean, it had everything. I give you I'll land the plane with this on the second floor, I had an aquarium that went around the spiral staircase that went through the middle of the house. The aquarium cost me almost two hundred grand. So that gives you an idea of the house. Well, I worked for this thing for twenty freaking years. this is this is i'm I'm land I'm talking about goals here for another minute. I worked for this thing for twenty years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. Pools changing colors, it uh, like it's got fiber optic lighting. I'm looking up at this, looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. I built the house to prove to the world I was good enough. That's the truth of it, uh, you know, to show the world I mattered. And I'm looking up at this thing, and I got depressed. And this is two months after I built it. And I don't mean I just got bummed. I mean I got really bummed. And I'm like, what the hell? How could I be depressed? I've achieved success like times a thousand. And I'm, I'm and I mean, I was really bummed. And and that's what I want to share with your listeners because because this is really important. I realized there were several things going on. Number one was, you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future, right? And I didn't know what I was going to do next. So, that's number one. Number two is, I'd been totally focused on Rod. Okay. Rod, rod, rod. Show the world I'm good enough. Show the world I matter. And and so, I bought some books to try to get back on my feet, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie and stuff. And one of them was Tony Robbins' book, uh, Unleash the Power, I think it was. But and I'm like, wow, I really like this. I didn't even finish the book and I signed up for one of his boot camps. This is 20 years ago. And I went and saw him. And 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 I mean, I've followed him around the planet now for 20 years because he's just incredible and his technology is incredible. But I found out that he fed families for the holidays and he's done millions and millions. And I'm like, wow, what a concept. Do something for someone else. And then it took me till I was 40 to get that memo, but I'm embarrassed to admit that. But so I went back and I started feeding families. And I'm blessed to say now that I fed about 90,000 children for the holidays here locally. I've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies for local kids. I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears, local police departments for officers to keep in their cars. And again, I'm not bragging here. I want to tell you how important this is. I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. And this has fulfilled me. I've now got hundreds of students. You can see behind me here, I've got hundreds of thank you cards on the wall from people whose lives have been impacted by my work. And that has given me a richness that nothing else could. So, I know if you're listening to Mike, you're hungry. You've even got blood dripping from your teeth and you want this success bad. Well, I'm here to tell you that success without giving back in some fashion is not success. And, you know, we all think we want to achieve, achieve, achieve to be happy. But if you give back as you're achieving, you'll be happily achieving, okay? And you'll get there much further, much faster. So, I just want to land the plane with that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, Rod, go ahead and uh, if you don't mind, let our listeners know one more time for the boot camp. Sure, the um, boot camp guys- just
1: text Rod live to 41411 and uh, you'll get into my ecosystem and uh, we'll send you the information. The next one, I think, is in February. But um, and if you want to move faster, we have ways you can move faster. But but I it's 97 bucks, or it might be 147 depending on when you buy, but but it's 18 hours of training and I'm not selling anything, so it's kind of a duh. That's probably the best way, or go to Real Estate with Rod um, and check out my website and lots of free stuff there for you. Or check out my podcast. If you put in real estate in your iPhone, I usually come up number one, me and bigger pockets. Uh, and, uh, you know, and like I say, we're about to hit 10 million downloads. Um, people really enjoy my own Your Power clips about mindset, and because that really is so important. Um,
0: but, uh, Yeah. And it took you, you didn't learn it to the end of, end here too, which was really cool. Like you didn't learn it until after the crash and all of that. So no, that's, that's
1: when I I enlightened, got a little bit more enlightened.
0: Yep. I love it. Uh, thank you, Rod. I appreciate your insight. And folks, get off your ass. Like, you guys want to do something. like You have to put yourself in that position. Um, I completely related to the show today. If you guys know our story, three years ago, I quit my career, jumped into San Diego, got to play with my family and started fresh with zero. And we did it, didn't know what the hell was going to happen day by day. But what I can tell you is that we just figured it out. And I've seen that happen time and time. Now that as Rod is saying this, I'm just tracking back in my own Experiences, and I've seen like the only time that I've ever won is when I took that risk, put one foot forward, and just said "fuck it, let's roll." That's the truth, and you do figure it out. Like there's a thing called survival of the fittest, and trust me, you'll figure it out (laughs) when it when it comes to when push comes to shove. So, very, very, very cool, man. I will definitely be on that boot camp. I want to check this stuff out and uh, hopefully I'll be one of your students later down the road, and you can put me on, put me on <laughs> no, that damn wall in the background. I'm like, no, thanks, no Rod. Thanks. I just bought a compound. Thanks to you 20 years later. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Folks, we are, if you like what you heard today, share this show. Uh, tell your friends about it. We're about to hit our million downloads. We're not quite at Rod's uh, level yet, but we're trying. Oh, that's awesome. We're that's awesome. By the end of this year, so share this comment on it, please. We appreciate all your insight and everyone telling about the show. This has been growing organically because we like to give, we love to serve. And I hope you got that message here today. So thank you guys very much. Stay tuned next week and we will see you on the next episode. Peace. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.